Dublin's Talking Sport with Ken Doherty and Reggie Corrigan. Let's go to It's a lot of fun. Keep it fun. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host. That's TDD NFL on Twitter. And that's a bit of a different intro. So some people know, some people don't know. I do promote it from time to time on the podcast and certainly mention it. But that is the intro music to Dublin Stock and Sport 106.8. Um, so that's Sunshine 106.8 is the radio station. So I'm usually on with Ken Darty, Reggie Kerrigan and Blaine O'Hara doing the NFL slot in the morning. But due to COVID, uh, they've shut it down because they can't have people in the studio. So not wanting people not listening to all things NFL. Well, then myself and Blaine and the good people at Dublin's Talk and Sport have decided to bring an exclusive podcast um, in association with them and us. And here it is. So it goes out on the Sunshine Station um, on their podcast feed. It's going out on Air Podcast feed for the next couple of weeks as well. It's kind of like a bonus pod. And also there'll be video content too on the UK Packers YouTube channel and also across the Dublin's Talking Sports social media as well. So again, very exciting times, this collabo. So without further ado, uh, the next person you're going to hear is Blaine O'Hara of Dublin's Talking Sport. And me and him are going to wax lyrical about the upcoming games, the games last week and little bits and pieces of news and banter in between. Hope you enjoy. Make sure you follow the lads on Dublin's Talking Sport as well. But until then, carry it away, Blaine. Hello, this is Blaine O'Hara, and welcome to this NFL-exclusive podcast in conjunction with Dublin's Talking Sport on Sunshine 106.8. Uh, we are broadcasting from 9 to 11 a.m. every Saturday morning with Ken Doherty and Reggie Corrigan. Uh, but due to COVID-19 and safety and health regulations, um, the show has been postponed for a number of weeks. But please do keep an eye on our social media pages because we'll let you know as soon as possible when we'll be back live on air. But I am delighted that we can bring you this exclusive content with Stephen O'Brien, who is with the UK Packers, and he also has the UK and Irish Packers podcast, which I would highly recommend you to go over and listen to. But every Saturday, we have been speaking about the NFL and the NFL season since it started back in August. And Stephen has um, very gratefully been on every single week to give us the latest news and fixtures. And I'm delighted to be joined by him on the other line in a very different scenario with our little setups behind us. <laughs> so how are you, Steve? I'm good. This is I'm in the winner's circle here. You can see Packer stuff around me. You've got Tom <laughs> Brady. You're still, you haven't got that new Cam Newton jersey yet playing? No? No, I won't even touch the Cam Newton jersey. We'll forget about that era. This new Cam Newton era. Yeah, um, not, not his, going there. Uh, his comeback player of the year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it didn't really happen for him, did it? But um, Brady, I mean, he's still in the playoffs, I guess. So are you rooting for the person or are you rooting for I'm not rooting I mean, for the person gonna... whatsoever. No, no yeah. unfortunately not. Even though I have his lovely jersey up here, uh, the way he left the Pats, kind of, I have a little bit of a sting uh, in my uh, in my wound so uh, I kind of want to see the books 
uh, out as soon as possible because I can't see Brady getting another ring uh, with a different team. Thank you very much. <laughs> very harsh. Very harsh. But that's what happens. I mean, Brady did this for so many years for you and this is how you repay him. I mean, you wouldn't pay him because you had to keep taking uh, pay cuts and then all of a sudden now you're sour grace. But anyway, I reckon we leave that there because we could spend 15 minutes alone just talking about how, you know, your fandom has, has probably gone down the swanee now. I mean, you know, that, that thing behind you there, that kind of jacket, that old school thing, that's what your Brady jersey is going to look like before they start winning again. I'm just informing you that, right? Oh, um, I'll be dusting off the dust there. You will, yeah, you'll be like, oh, and he'll be in the Hall of Fame or he'll probably still be playing, let's face it. Um, so, you know, the guy just doesn't stop. I guess, do we start there? Do we go back and look at the games last week? I mean, do you want to talk about the games coming up with the old Foggy Bowl? I mean, what are we talking about here, Blaine? <laughs> I'd love to start off with your Acre from last week. Do we have and, uh, it was the first you time you ever. Well, not the first time you ever did a six-way, but it's the first time this season you did a six-way Acre. And you know what? With how unpredictable <laughs> and un, 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 uh, strange it was, mm. I'm, I'm going to give it to you. You did very well. You got fifty percent, three out of six. Yeah, it's the only time in my life I got fifty percent, and someone's been proud of me, right? But what I will say, let's let's run through the games because at least now with you and I doing this sort of special NFL segment for Sunshine, um, uh, Dublin's talking sport one six point eight, right? We need to get it on there, uh, Ken and Reg and all the boys. So the thing is, let's talk about what I got wrong. Let's say, right, the Browns. You know, they went into that game against the Steelers. The, their head coach wasn't there. Alex Van Pelt, who I know from Green Bay, he was there, but he'd never called a game before. Um, and they had practiced once. And, you know, they'd never been in that position before. The naive quarterback. So I picked the Steelers. And they now what I talk about, they capitulated. They absolutely laid an egg. Um, you know, they were out their left guard. And you'd expect the defense of the Steelers, who were up in the top five. Some people call them number one, depending on DVOA and everything else, Blaine. Um, and then they, they absolutely lay an egg against the Browns, which could be Big Ben and Marquise Pouncey's last game, because they said that they'd go out together. The two sort of old school players, if people don't know about them. But I know... You see, I listened to you on the radio at the start with the paper segment and you're banging through and you're always so positive, right? But I've got something negative to throw your way. Talk to us about Juju Smith-Schuster and then Chase Claypool and them talking smack. This is a new breed of NFL player. Is it working out for them, Blaine, or no? Oh, I, I don't know. I, I think... I, let's put it into a bit of context first for our listeners who don't know anything about Juju Smith-Schuster. So, uh, obviously, the wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm. He talks an awful lot, doesn't he, Steve? A lot of talking he does. A lot of talking and a lot of dancing. Uh, these TikTok videos on the logos of the team he's going to play, which, you know, naturally enough, raises up, uh, you know, anger levels in the opposite team. And then he gets lit up. He got lit up by the Bengals, didn't he? I mean, he nearly got heavily concussed in that game. Um so That's that was right. bad. But he was at it again, wasn't he, Blaine? He came out and he said, uh, the, you know, they, no, in fairness, right, they asked him, are these the same Browns team that you face all the time or is this a new hybrid that, you know, they're successful now they've got to the playoffs for the first time in 18 years? And he said, no, the Browns are just the Browns, right? That's the way the headlines were. But when really, if you listen to that interview, it was like, no, they're the same Browns, they're good, they've got good players or whatever, but we still expect to handle our business. That's actually what he said, but the headlines that got through yeah. to the Browns locker room was something completely different. It was like, yeah, they're just the Browns, they'll be fine, we'll smack those. Didn't work out that way. Yeah. Oh, and, and you obviously saw the scenes you did after they had beaten the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh my goodness, they were all, what is it? They had the song mm. of Corvette, Corvette, the, the dance that Juju does on top of teams logos but also they're all saying the browns are the browns the browns are the browns obviously taking the absolute mickey out of juju mm. 
But I mean, that's that's what it is, though. That's a good bit of sporting drama, though. And also, you have to put that into context as well. The Browns and the Steelers hate each other. They're both in yeah. the same division. They despise each other. They do. So, no, 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 I mean, you, you you wouldn't see much difference in footballers doing it. Football players, yeah. not NFL players, but footballers, they'll do it as well. Yeah, and the thing is, is the Browns hadn't won into Pittsburgh since 2002, and then they go in and they, they get the win, and, you know, of course they're going to celebrate, and they're going to rub their face in it. But Chase Claypool, who's the young wide receiver, uh, he's a rookie, uh, he was doing, I think it was an Instagram Live, and he was talking about the Steelers, uh, or um, he was talking about the Browns, sorry, and he was saying, oh, sure, look, uh, they're going to get waxed. What did he say? They're going to get clapped when they come up in their next game. Now, I think they're, they are going to get clapped, but you don't want to give the Browns, with their good running game, and Baker Mayfield, any type of fuel. And they didn't get it from the Chiefs, but they're after getting it from the opponent that they beat. So now that's the talking point. You can't give these athletes who are in a violent sport any type of leeway in the sense of anything to rev them up because they'll they'll go crazy and that's what they're going to do in this next game I mean it's all to play for they've got nothing to lose you know the Chiefs are the are the favourites but let's get on to the Rams Seahawks because I think this is another game that I, yeah. I got wrong right so again Rams had the backup in Walford um, and I said that if Jared Goff was playing well then you know I would have expected the Rams to, to beat them because I said on the radio last week you know the Rams have this habit of beating the Seahawks for whatever reason they did it again and why because Walford got injured um, and then Jared Goff had to come in and he got a surgically repaired thumb by the way um, and he comes in and still beats the Seahawks but that was all in the defence we see Aaron Donald yeah. who is their defensive star um, but he ends up tearing cartilage yeah. in his rib as well, Blaine, didn't he? So here's a guy who he is going to yeah. be banged up uh, for, oh no, against the Packers. Oh, I'm so sad. And then Cooper Cup as well, who had an injured knee. Um, again, oh, devastated. You know, get out the Kleenex because it's just, he's a fantastic wide receiver, Cooper Cup. Not the fastest guy in the world, but a very similar playing style uh, that we've seen in Green Bay with the likes of Jordy Nelson for many years. So he is potentially out um, or injured or not full. They're going to say he's full and good to go, but he's probably not. The other one that I lost uh, was the Ravens and the Titans and this is the last game thankfully uh, but yeah. um, you know and that's the the Titans had they got Derrick Henry going which is their running back who like embarrassed people on live TV in front of their family by giving them a strong arm and making them look like kids um, you know he doesn't get going he's uh, got an abysmal uh, you know no. run yardage in that game and then they, the Ravens come back down Lamar Jackson incredible at running himself took the ball himself I think he ran 70 yards for uh, for one uh, gain. So, I mean, how do you defend against that? You don't, and on they march. But um, that was the one that was against the bookies. And when there were 10 zip up, I was like, oh, here we go. Looking like a genius on live radio. Don't mind if I do. And then all of a sudden it goes against us. But sure, that's the nature of gambling, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, like, that, that that's the thing as well. I mean, it, it's unpredictable. Like, it's unpredictable the wild card round is. And, like, it, it's, it's very, very difficult because you've got the underdogs. You do. But you know what, Steve? I'm going to give you a little bit of positive news go on you did say it on live TV on live radio last week you said if Jared Goff was to play they would beat the Seahawks and you did say it there you go so I'm going to give you a 0.5 point for that because I said you know what fair play to you so 3.5 for you give you a bit more positive news it's so I, I i can't do i can't do the percentage in that now i can't right. i'm sorry it's, it's impossible for me to do the percentage i don't have right <laughs> I'm no. terrible I'm not zero, but yeah there we go well i appreciate <laughs> you get the 0.5 so you got 3.5 out of six last week yeah, update your graphic on the website now pal well yeah i mean you know i wasn't expecting i wasn't expecting to see my failures uh, lit up in in smoke like that well some of the big big news that came out this week is superstar texans quarterback deshaun watson He's not looking very happy in the Texans, is he now, Steve? 
No, he's not. And this is just wild stuff. We saw the organisation sort of go down the swanee. We saw Bill O'Brien do what he was doing. Um, you know, there's a guy Easterby there. There's like if you listen to any podcast around the Texans, they're really sort of, you know, talking trash about him. Why the discontent is there is he's a superstar quarterback. He's had a career year in completion percentage. Um he's a he's I, I don't like using this term because it's thrown around too uh, easily now, but he's a generational talent. And this is a guy who if you don't have a good quarterback, your team sucks. And the Texans have sucked since they were invented in 2002. So since they came in, it took them this long, 17 odd years, to find a Deshaun Watson. They have him now, and now he's not happy. The reason is, is because they got rid of their GM and their head coach, who turned out to be the same person. And they got rid of him, and they told Deshaun Watson that you're going to have a say in who we hire for our next GM, our next head coach. And then they went ahead and hired a guy without even consulting him, which apparently has really ticked him off. So he's turned around and said, you've promised me one thing and you've pulled the rug from underneath me. We saw JJ Watt come out, didn't we, Blaine, talking about that he's not here for a rebuild. He's too old for that now. And obviously Deshaun Watson doesn't want to go through that either. Now, unfortunately for the Texans, they traded away an awful lot of their draft capital, Bill O'Brien did, and now he's not there anymore. So his vision is now gone, uh, which was failing anyway. And he had a bust up with JJ Watt and it didn't go very well. So now you have a guy who comes in at GM and his number one asset, the only reason why that uh, franchise will be a success because it was a failure kind of up until that point. I know they had uh, Schaub and uh, Arian Foster. There we go. Um, There there we go. go. See, the thing is, I can edit that in to make it look like I've said that immediately, which is brilliant. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, they, they, you know, they had sort of limited success until he came around. So now apparently he wants to go to Miami. Now, if he did, they would, which is shocking in itself because they have Tua Tagovailoa, who is this guy who's you know they benched Ryan Fitzpatrick for and they made a mistake with that so it's very interesting to see what they're going to do with him you know this guy is a bona fide superstar though they need to keep him around and they need to keep him on side but he's ticked off because he didn't have a say in who they were going to hire now Blaine he's not asking for them to go to him and say do you want to sit in on the interview but they're looking for his input and it turns out that the guy that they hired who has the credentials um, is also another one of these uh, New England Patriot, dare I say, uh, sort of, you know, yeah. one, one of those clicks, one of those guys. So what the way he's thinking is, is that he's not going to have a whole lot of say because they're just going to click up again, which is the same as Bill O'Brien came from that same Belichick coaching tree as well. Um, and, you know, Bill Belichick, the head coach of the Patriots for forever. So that's what he's sort of thinking. So what are they going to do? They're going to probably try keep him sweet because if they don't, uh, they're in for a lot of trouble. They could trade him to Miami for their quarterback and sort of flip them and get a bunch of first round picks. But it's a very risky move. That's it. That is, and but as you said, you brought up the Patriots. You did, and I'm going to put my kind of insight into this. You looked at their organization. You had Bill Belichick, you had Tom Brady, and you had Robert Kraft, and it looked like all three of them worked together to talk together. And as you said, Deshaun Watson was in absolutely none of those conversations in Texas and in in, in in the Houston Texans, which is really really upsetting. Now I know when you look at the Patriots now, uh, in the conversations, it was to do with kind of quarterbacks it was and it was to do with should we keep Jimmy Garoppolo and the like come on Tom Brady he got the last say saying absolutely not he's not taking my position when I retire when I get old when my bones get brittle and all that stuff but uh yeah exactly but uh, I know there's a lot of people who are saying especially lately uh when you look at also the other sport in America the NBA Mm. you look at um Harden who actually kind of pushed his way out of uh, the Houston Rockets and then you look at also uh, Hopkins as well who pushed his way out of Houston as well so everyone's like 
this is Deshaun going to push his way out of Houston too, isn't it's, he? Yeah, yeah kind of. It's, everyone's doing it. Everyone's jumping on the bandwagon, jumping on the Greyhound bus and getting out of there. I mean, uh, but you know what? He has a no yeah. trade clause in his contract. That's the only thing. So, I mean, for him to go, you know, there has to be mutual agreement. Obviously, he can't sort of. But the thing is, what he could do is, is he could sit out um, and sort of boycott the season. But because of the CBA, it's practically impossible to do that now. Um, you know, the, the way the fines are levied at a player for sitting out. Um, it'll bankrupt them, you know. So the likelihood of them doing that is probably quite slim. I reckon this is all... The off-season stories are starting already, I think. And they should get their act together and get them back there and keep them happy. Because, look, this is what happens with the Packers too. There was a lot of talk about Aaron Rodgers and was he a diva? Was he not a diva? Is he running the show? Is he not running the show? Uh, whatever you think about it, uh, you do have to keep your quarterback happy because he's the face of the franchise. He's happy. You know, it's that happy, what's what do some of these silly people say? Happy wife, happy life. It's the same. It's whatever that equivalent <laughs> is for the NFL and the happy, happy quarterback, quarterback, happy, happy team or something like that. <laughs> something like that. That's it. Yeah, we'll think well, about uh, it. Actually, do you know, I want to actually, I want to actually just uh, put a little point there on, on that is the fact that he wants to, like, like you were talking about, like he can't like forfeit a season, mm. he can't because of uh, something... I just want to talk to you like a lot of our audience now that would be big obviously into football and they'd be looking at players who would sit out on a season and they'd say there is no chance I am playing with this team yeah. anymore uh, and then they get thrown into obviously the under 21s mm. they do and they're like well that's it your career is over do you know you decide not to play what's the story there with the NFL like yeah. is there a terms in people's contracts that they can't yeah, do yeah I mean you can but you get fined I mean you come late to a meeting you get fined uh, what they look for is is they look for like we saw it happen with Dwayne Haskins right he was this young quarterback with the Washington team they're not the Redskins anymore and he went to uh, okay, I suppose we can say because we're not on live live radio but he went to yeah. he went to a spe- <laughs> well I'll say this he went to a special club uh, where you tend to throw money around and it was uh, during COVID time so it was a big mistake um, and what they did what would, what that would do is is that would be these. it's a special phrase that puts the team into disrepute right so what that is that'll be written into your contract that if you do anything that puts the team in jeopardy well then they can forfeit your contract they can fine you heavily and the CBA is um, an agreement between the players of the NFL because they have a union um, and also the owners who like every team has a rich owner apart from one and that's Green Bay who are owned by the community so they're run by Mark Murphy who's the president but again he doesn't own the team um, so there's this kind of standoff between the really rich fellas versus the players who they're making really rich and what one team will give what one sort of side will give to the other and there's been pretty bad blood going back many years now um, even actually the president of the Packers uh, was a rep for Washington there were Redskins back then um, in the NFL so he went up and did a CBA in the 80s uh, to negotiate um, and then what ended up happening was is that he was uh, blackballed and scapegoated out of the NFL because he was still a player at the time and that's what happened um, so yeah the new mm-hmm. CBA makes it almost effectively impossible for him to sit out if he does well then they will just fine him within an inch of his life we saw it happen to Le'Veon Bell uh, who went from the Steelers to the Kansas City Chiefs um, so fair play to him but he sat out the whole year but he was um, a superstar when he did it but he sat out so much so he was getting charged a couple of hundred quid hundred thousand quid uh, every time he sat out a game but he was willing to forfeit his um, career but look there's those stats that um, you know something like 
80% of all NFL players go broke when they leave the league. So these players lead these lifestyles yeah. where they've loads of houses, they've an entourage, they can't afford to take those fines because they will go bankrupt fairly quickly. And, you know, you have to be good with your money, like Marshawn Lynch, let's say. Um, so we'll head on to um, the topic of um, kind of some departures. And one big departure, and it's in the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, is the head coach, Doug Peterson. Now tell me, what, what that's one of the first coaches to leave, isn't it, after the um, regular season, isn't it? Yeah, so when you, there's, yeah, you see the, especially for the teams that have kind of had recent success. So the Eagles are a bit of a mess really because they said he was safe after the season because they call it Black Monday uh, with the last Sunday uh, game of the NFL season. Once Monday hits, you will have, you know, players retiring who are older, but most of the time you will have this sort of coaching watch. So you'll have these coaches being brought into the GM's office and being told, right, you're gone, or the owner's office and being told, you're gone. We were told that Doug Pedersen was going to stay. And um, we had that trouble during the season that we spoke about on the radio with their starting quarterback, Carson Wentz. He'd regressed. They put in another guy, Jalen Hurts. Um, and then his last game wasn't great. Now, Doug Pedersen, why that impacts him was, is he actually, known from Green Bay again, it's amazing the way these things are connected. He sat behind Brett Farrer for years. Um, so he was seen as this kind of quarterback whisperer. Um, but he obviously couldn't get enough out of Carson Wentz. But he won the Super Bowl with the Eagles. And in fact, he's the first coach since the early 70s to be fired after winning a Super Bowl in the previous five years. So usually you win the Super Bowl means your team is obviously very good and then you stick around because you're doing something right and then all of a sudden you get fired because it all starts to go downhill. It went downhill and went downhill for him pretty fast, which is bad for him because they, they said when he got the job that he wasn't qualified for it. He effectively beat all odds with Nick Foles, who was the backup at the time, and Carson Wentz to win that Super Bowl. And now he's out of a job. I, the thing I don't know about him is, Blaine, is that do people trust him enough to be a head coach um, of an NFL team um, because of the sort of the stuff that happened at the end with the Eagles, the fact that he deliberately, allegedly threw the game um, by taking Jalen Hurts off when it looked like he could potentially win. And if he did, the Giants would have got the playoffs that they were annoyed with him. Um, so apparently he it's, it was said anyway that he lost the locker room. But that's the media saying that. Some players come out and defended him after. But either way, obviously something changed between the end of the season where they said he was safe to the point where they were like, no, he has to go. So, yeah, on the chopping block. Bit of a shocker since he won the Super Bowl. Um, and I don't know if he will find another head, co head coaching job if people will trust him after what happened at the end of his tenure. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And and if, just, just to kind of throw kind of like a little curveball at you, do you see or is there any rumours at the moment about any other head coaching jobs that or even coaching jobs, like, you know, offensive and defensive coaching jobs that could be gone uh, with teams who are either in the playoffs or, you know, who have been knocked out back in the regular season. Yeah, like, I mean, there's some, there's uh, a guy called Robert Sala. So he was with the 49ers and he's seen as this kind of guru as well. So he's the top of the list for many people to get a job there. Uh, there's another really famous college coach that is, a, is apparently, Urban Myers, his name, he's going to apparently go to the Jacksonville Jags. Um, but the criticism that I heard of him was is that he's been so successful in college is that when he goes to a team that he has to kind of rebuild again is can he fit in and when he starts to lose can he handle the loss um, and uh, the word on the street I don't know a lot about college football I kind of stay away from because it changes so regularly um, is that they say that he hasn't got the character to deal with consistent losses which is probably going to happen to him in the NFL um, an important thing there is like if you look at a guy like Chip Kelly he was a head coach for the Eagles you know a good few years ago now but he came in with this really fast paced high octane 
offense and it worked for a while until people figured it out and then he's now out of the league again so that's what happens when you bring in these coaches but the main stories that you'll see around coaching will be after the playoffs and Super Bowl because as the teams start to get knocked out then they can start talking to the coaches now the rules have changed slightly around that I won't bore people with the with the ins and outs um, but uh, that's when you see they sort of wait for you to see how successful you are and how much credit you're given and then they try poach you so uh, yeah all eyes on this after Feb. Yeah, absolutely. And sure, actually, you know, I'm going to tr- throw something in there. But obviously, the, the the coach who could come from college to, you know, he's he's been rumored to go to the Jacksonville Jaguars. A, a lot of people have to realize that the Jacksonville Jaguars will have the first round. They've got the first pick they do of yeah. this draft. And uh, to kind of put it into context as well, um, there is a player by the name of Trevor Lawrence who is seen as this messiah of a player quarterback and the thing about it is is people are obviously going to hope that the Jaguars are going to turn around completely when they get Trevor Lawrence if they bring this coach in and you know he doesn't step up big there'll be bad news for him bad bad news for yeah well I mean it's almost a curse that he has Trevor Lawrence because Tre- there's so much touted about him and if you look at his highlights he is fantastic he's been consistently fantastic for a long time um, you know with his college career and in high school I like I don't know a lot about college football as I say but I knew about him because with him coming up through the ranks he was he's been the number one guy for forever so that adds more pressure to have a success off the bat because if you have an outstanding college coach with an outstanding college player well then you'd expect to hit the ground running and if you don't then it's you know the pressure's on the only thing is the Jacksonville Jags have sucked for a very long time so when it comes to any sort of success the bar is just slightly lower um so yeah, I mean they were in the playoffs a few years ago they were steep but look listen pretenders Pretenders. we're gonna go into (laughs) so stay listen into this weekend and the divisional round the matches they're, they're all looking incredibly incredibly good they are so listen run me through them and listen you're you're Green Bay Packers they're their they're first match of the playoffs so come on we're going to run through a few of them we are and g- give me give me a few of your you know predictions and we'll kind of mingle the acca into this we'll mingle well, the acca we've more freedom now you see since we've got off live radio this is probably going to be edited within an inch of its life it'll be a five minute slot and we've been talking for two hours um, yeah look it's the Rams versus the Packers uh, the Rams have already said that Walford who's their backup but had been the healthier of the two banged up quarterbacks that he's going to play or he's not going to play so uh, you know we're, we're going to have their um, Jared Goff uh, main starter in there but again he's got a surgically repaired thumb it's in Green Bay it's in Lambeau the weather is very cold their star defensive player has torn cartilage from his ribs and has to wear a flak jacket um, and as well as that they've they haven't uh, often scored 30 points um, throughout the season I think they've probably done it maybe once or twice so when you look at those and then you look at the Packers who score on average 30 plus points it's a race to 30 um, Aaron Rodgers has the number one offence uh, they're coming into you know Green Bay at that time it's a nice enough time actually to be fair on Saturday so I'll say this with uh with trepidation touch wood but the Packers should definitely win that game um, the only way that they won't is that if they do get that defensive pressure on the Packers offense is predicated on setting up the run first and then gouging them with a couple of passes and Aaron Rodgers is the presumptive MVP this season which is the most valuable player um, and he beats out Patrick Mahomes who's the sort of younger sexier name um, so you'd expect the Packers to win that game so on to the Ravens' bills. So the Ravens, um, yeah. they're favourites in this, but uh, you know they're at the bills. 
So the Bills are an incredible team. They're underrated. I always sort of underrate them all the time and sort of go, ah, well, you know, they're going to lose this week. And then sometimes they do. They just have this brain fart moment. Josh Allen is wasn't sort of, you know, an outsider for MVP. So he's doing really well and he's progressing there. They've got a really, really good team. But when you're coming up against the Ravens and Lamar Jackson and, you know, the running back stable that they have there and just how good Lamar Jackson has become at throwing the ball and not just being a guy who runs around with his with his bum on fire. Um, I just think that you can't get past the Ravens. They've done this too many times. They've been in the playoffs and they were wronged, let's say, uh, last year when they were knocked out by the Tennessee Titans, who deserved that win, by the way. I mean, Derrick Henry was electric. Um, yeah, I expect the Ravens to, to win that game. Those two games, Blaine, that I've said, have you anything else to say about those two games? Do you feel them going any other way? No, I I I said I I was thinking well do you know what I thought to myself I was like you know the Rams really did show up they yeah. did last week against the Seattle Seahawks but listen uh, with how good Green Bay have been and also as well kind of putting into context too they are going from L A California up to the frozen tundra of Green Bay. I, I don't think they'll be happy with how cold it is. I'm not going to go and say, oh, well, it's the weather that's going to cause the LA Rams to actually yeah. lose. But, I mean, uh, it, it does pay, play a massive, a massive, part. massive part yeah. in the game. And, like, obviously, Green Bay, they're they're well used to the cold. They are. They're well used to practicing. They're well used to playing in the cold. So, I mean, that is definitely going to be one massive advantage for the Packers. Uh, in terms of the Raven, Raven and Bills, Listen, you, 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 you nipped it right on the head there. It's going to be a tough, mm. tough match. But when you look at how the Bills played against the Colts last week in the wildcard mm. round, it really does kind of think, oh, are the Bills good enough in the playoffs? They haven't been in the playoffs in a long, long time. Are they good enough to be in the playoffs are they gonna you know have the experience that the Ravens have had mm. in the last few years and I, I have a feeling that Lamar and the Ravens will edge a little bit but as you said it could go either way listen we have to cover ourselves don't we, we have oh, yeah. to cover our asses yeah. 100% we sit on the <laughs> fence on that one um, so that's the thing that's what I always say about the Aka. That that is one of the ones that could go either way when we look at the Browns and Chiefs Again, the Browns are flying high. Uh, they've beaten the Steelers. You know, the Steelers are still talking trash even though they're they're out. Um, and the Chiefs are the like overwhelming favourites to win that game. So Murphy's Law would tell you that they're going to lose that game. And the Chiefs have put a bit of brain fart action into, you know into their game tape this season when you come up against the Raiders and they laid an egg there. The the Chiefs can get frustrated, but the problem with it is, and this is what happened with them last year, is they came up against the Texans last year and they were like way down. I mean, I think they were, they were trailing 24-0 or something. I should definitely have looked this up before we decided to, to record. But they were down the crazy amounts in all of their playoff games and they come back to win it because that's the magic that Patrick Mahomes has. I wondered after he signed a half a billion dollar 10-year deal, would that take the shine off a little bit? Because, you know, sometimes you find a fiver in your pocket and you're thinking you're set for the week, you know. So when you give someone half a billion dollars, I mean, how much does that take the motivation away from someone? They think they've made it already. But that doesn't seem to be the way it is with Patrick Mahomes. He's still unbelievably talented. He switches hands when he throws the ball. He throws the ball when he's going to ground. I wouldn't recommend it ordinarily, but it comes off for him. Sometimes people get into those habits and then it all goes wrong, but not for him. But... 
I know uh, you were really interested in a game, a sort of a preview game, aren't you, Blaine, that you saw between these two quarterbacks when they were both in college? They were, and, and it's been shared all on all the NFL channels, the NFL throwback channels, all on their social medias. And I had to mention it because this is kind of like a little dark horse match. I know, like, it is the Chiefs. They're the current Super Bowl champions. They are, but... As you said, they both played each other back in 2016 in college. So Baker Mayfield was with Oklahoma and Mahomes was with Texas uh, Texas Tech, it was. The game finished 66-59. So it wasn't a game for the defense at yeah. all. But when you looked at both of their performances, Baker Mayfield threw for seven touchdowns. Mm. He threw for seven touchdowns and Mahomes threw for five touchdowns and rushed for two. So both of them had seven touchdowns to their name in that game. And and you know what? I really hope, I really, really hope we could have a matchup like that this weekend. But uh, I mean, <laughs> you wouldn't want to be on the defense now if that was the, uh, the end result to that game. But both of them have had some phenomenal matchups in the past. Yeah, I mean, it's like if you were playing Madden and you just went to defense and just switched it off and just decided to play just to sort of, it's like a pen-out shootout effectively with the NFL. Uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting game, but I think that when it comes to experience, confidence, um, you know, healthiness, because the, the Chiefs have had to sit out a week uh, or two weeks effectively since their last game. So they're going to be healthy as well. And ordinarily, you would say that, you know, are they going to be rusty when they come out of the gates? Are they going to be shocked by a sort of a tough Browns team? The Browns will put it up to them, uh, no doubt. But the Chiefs have more of a history. And Andy Reid, their coach, is fantastic. He's unbelievable. Again, we know him from Green Bay. Uh, but this is a guy who can draft up a game plan, uh, hit your weaknesses. Um, and it's kind of an under-the-radar um, coach for an awful lot of people because we focus on the Belichicks and the Sean McVeighs and who's kind of vocal enough, the Bruce Arians, who's quite brash with Tom Brady. Uh, but, you know, Andy Reid looks like a walrus, stands there, does his thing um, and uh, is very, very successful and doesn't get the plaudits that he should get. But again, this is going to be a guy who's going to go into the Hall of Fame um, with his coaching career with the numbers that he had and with the production that he used to get before he had Mahomes even you know he got the best season ever out of um, Alex Smith there as well uh, before he moved on and then of course Grizzly stuff happened to him um, but yeah, that brings us to the Bucks and Saints game. Brady, you've got the jersey behind you. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's still doing it at his age. And uh, yeah, tear <laughs> that thing down. Um, so, oh, look at it. Yeah, just, you see, you still can't <laughs> let it go. You still have a love for him. I know you do. I can see no, it in the no, gentle I caress. Do, I do a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Sorry, is that six? Is that six? six? Yeah, you have to use two hands. How much does Aaron Rodgers yeah, have? Well, here we go. I mean, <laughs> well, this is the extended uh, Director's Cut podcast uh, who's coming after this. They, people can pay us on Patreon if they don't mind swear words. But I think we'll get back on track with this yeah. book, Saints game. Blaine, how yeah. old are these guys? Uh, let's say very old. Mm. Um, this actually is a fantastic stat, but this will be the oldest quarterback matchup in NFL history, not even playoff history, not even divisional yeah. round history, NFL history. Tom Brady is 43, mm. but he probably feels like he's about 60 for how long he's been in the NFL. Drew Brees is 42. Once again, he feels about 60 for how long he's been in the in, 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 in the NFL. But a lot of people have been saying a lovely, lovely thing. And it's uh, this, this 
match should be shown on the history. It should be. <laughs> Rather than... <laughs> and Tom Brady put up that tweet. With how old it, both It is brilliant, though, are. because they had the game on Nickelodeon, which was the Saints-Bears, which is commiserations to all the kids who had to suffer <laughs> that, right? And then I was watching the Steelers game, and the, the stuff they were giving away, like, there was the high snap at the very beginning of the game over Ben Roethlisberger's head, the quarterback, and then he's scrambling around trying to get the ball. And then he all, he leaves it to a teammate because the teammate says he has it, then he doesn't get it. I said, that should have been shown on Comedy Central. So now you have this game, which should have been shown on the History Channel because they're two old fogies. But I love the way Tom Brady has that air about him now that he can take the mick and he can joke and put out memes and tweets and funny videos and all that kind of stuff because they're old enough now to be doing that stuff you know you have the Juju Smith-Schusters who's dancing to TikTok and gets lit up and then you have Tom Brady doing this but he can say what he wants now because what are they going to do sack him so um, yeah this is going to be a really intriguing game <laughs> two very good teams uh, two very good and well established quarterbacks uh, let's face it I would say the twilight of their career but they're granddads now at this stage um, but still operating at such a high level it's ridiculous especially Drew Brees with his size it was quite small so the fact that he's been doing it so long at his height with his you know, hand size and measurables the guy's a magician however they did not look like a good and confident team when they went up against the Bears last week that was an absolute snooze fest um, you know, it's one of those games where I advise people to definitely tune in and then turn off and go outside and do something different and that's the way that game was So, but this game will be different yeah. um, but I would imagine Imagine the books definitely squeak it because the Saints did not look good. The only thing is the Saints are at home and the books have to go into their house. The Saints are typically very good at home because they play in a dome so they don't have to deal with weather conditions. That can be a game changer. But look, it'll suit Brady as much as it'll suit Breeze. So I reckon the books will come away with that. So if we go and say that the ACA is Packers, Ravens, Chiefs and Bucks. Well, then you, the last time I checked anyway, it's a 6.53 to one. How exact is that? So if you put a fiver down, you get nearly 40 quid back on those. Will it happen? Yeah. Probably not because I've said it out loud, but it should. Ah, uh, no, go on, <laughs> please, please. Do you know what? There could, there could be some kind of, you know, good omen that we're doing, you know, the whole kind of video face-to-face thing. You could actually yeah. get five out of four next week. I mean, you could. I mean, you could. <laughs> <laughs> I need it. I need I, some, like, I, I, something like that happened, Ben. I need it. I, I gave you extra points I did for the LA Rams so I mean come on I could give you an extra point I could do you know what I though? don't know why <laughs> do, you know do, you know do you know what I wish you could I, but what's different about this is is before because like the place I used to work you know when we all actually used to go to an office there used to be sunshine radio signs on the bins and stuff you know and I'd go by thinking you know I'm on that every Saturday that's cool uh, but no one had knew who I was so you know you get an acker right and you don't get any plaudits now people see your faces so they're going to be like I've seen that guy you know he's, yeah. he's going to get a bit of a kick in there the next <laughs> time I see him went one of four in the playoffs are you serious <laughs> yeah we won't hold, we'll hold our breath for that one uh, well listen uh, the games are getting less and less Steve, so they're getting you, you could say they're getting easier but they also are getting difficult well, they're getting more difficult the Super Bowl have got a 50-50 <laughs> chance right <laughs> surely <laughs> so maybe I mean that's Maybe. it, that's it. Well, listen, anyway, Steve, I really, really appreciate this. It's been absolutely fantastic it is to do this NFL um, podcast exclusive for Dublin's Talking Sport on Sunshine 106.8. And I really, really appreciate it and your time and, uh, you know, giving me, you know, all of the insights for the NFL this week. And listen, best of luck on your ACA. And also, listen, enjoy, guys. You know, we're not doing much. We're all sitting at home at the moment. Go watch the NFL. These are four humongous mm. games. So, uh, yeah, go off and thank you very much, Steve, for your time. And uh, listen, hopefully uh, we, we, we'll chat soon anyway, whether it be on radio or whether it be face to face on video again. Thank you very much. And this has been uh, Blaine O'Hara and this NFL exclusive podcast has been with in conjunction with Dublin's Talking Sport on Sunshine 106.8. Speak to you next week.